0: welcome to the podcast series parenting tips brought to you by the family health and wellness educators of cornell cooperative extension of suffolk county's community education program i'm rory mcnish host of this series we provide up to the minute research-based information regarding child development positive parenting practices health issues and nutrition for parents and family caregivers as well as for professionals who work with parents i'm pleased to welcome Maxine Roper-Cohen, who will be joining us today to talk about your baby's first year tips for parents. Maxine has been a family educator with CCE for 20 years. She specializes in increasing parents' understanding of children's developmental stages in order to create and maintain family wellness and decrease family stress. Good morning, Maxine. How you doing?
1: I'm fine, Rory. How are you this morning, new grandpa?
0: Yeah, I remember being a new parent and how exciting that time was. And now I'm getting to experience it all over again.
1: And isn't that wonderful? It's great. It really is terrific.
0: It absolutely is.
1: (laughs) And And I want to wish congratulations to all the expectant and new parents. Welcome to Parenthood. You're embarking on a wonderful journey, more fulfilling and certainly more exhausting than you can imagine. Your new infant is really dependent upon you for everything. And that's an ominous task. Infants need to see that their world is comfortable and a friendly place where all their needs are met. And if this happens, babies develop a sense of trust.
0: So Maxine, tell us a little bit about some of the needs that a newborn baby has.
1: An infant's needs include being fed, clothed, cleaned, housed, and also being loved and responded to. And when these physiological, these bodily needs and emotional needs are satisfied, infants develop a great sense of well-being.
0: Now, you mentioned physiological and emotional needs. Can you speak about how an infant develops during the first year of life?
1: I'd be happy to. An infant undergoes physical development, brain development, and social emotional development during this critical first year. Let's look at some highlights. The greatest rate of physical development occurs during this first year. Starting with the head, babies innately possess reflexes, which allow them to root and suck, which are necessary for them for feeding and survival. During the first two months, babies start to lift and turn their heads while lying on their backs, so they're able to look around a little bit more. And by three to four months, there's better eye muscle control. And while lying on their backs, babies can follow objects such as a mobile hanging overhead in their cribs. And by five to six months, babies can sit up for a few seconds and with support can sit and hold their heads up. And they begin to hold small objects given to them. They can roll from their back to their stomach and while on their stomachs, they begin to push up with their arms in order to raise their shoulders so that they could turn their heads and look around. This means that their view of the world is definitely expanding.
0: And that's exactly where we're at with my new grandson. Now, aren't babies supposed to sleep on their backs?
1: Yes, that, that's correct. And it's really important for the first few months in order to reduce the risk of SIDS which stands for sudden infant death syndrome. When babies are able to flip over from their backs to their stomachs, don't worry about it. You know, they say the first Mm -hmm. few months it's important and usually babies do remain on their backs. But once they have that muscular ability to flip, almost like pancakes, you can go in, flip them back, and then a few seconds later, they'll flip back onto their stomachs. Don't worry about it. the risk of suffocation is greatly reduced because of their increased mobility. However, due to the recommendation of sleeping on their backs, the concept of tummy time is important each day for muscular development because by lying flat on their backs, they only can see what's above them. By being on their tummies, this allows them to view things from a different perspective. And it's much more thrilling for them to gain control and see the environment all around. So while they're in their cribs and they're on their backs is one orientation. And then by placing them on their stomachs, they're able to see so much more. So this is very, very important for their physical development.
0: So we're at like five months with my grandson. And so we're, we're like, come on, let's start crawling. When do babies start crawling and walking?
1: And then that's a great question because it is an individual thing and it occurs naturally usually by six to nine months of age, a baby may start crawling and eventually may walk while holding a parent's hand. And at this point, a baby can sit steadily. And many times they go from the crawling position into a sitting position. And by nine to 12 months, a baby begins to balance when standing alone. And they may start by pulling up at a couch using that to pull themselves up Mm -hmm. and balance and then cruising along taking steps almost sideways uh, along the couch by doing this they're practicing they're feeling what it's like to be upright Mm -hmm. and eventually one day they let go and it's a very very heady experience for them with this new ability and perspective and many times when a baby starts walking The arms will be up in the air over the head for balance, which is normal. Mm -hmm. And walking independently usually occurs between 12 to 18 months, but there is tremendous individual difference. Some babies never crawl. They pull themselves along the floor and then they get up and walk. So this is the typical way of developing, but there is individuality with that. And walking does occur naturally and doesn't require practicing with a parent. So you can't practice with a child to make them walk at an earlier age. It's important for them to do it on their own. Many times, if a child is put on their feet, the bones are very soft mm-hmm. and the bo- and the legs can bow if, if there's constant attempt to get the baby to walk before they're naturally ready to do that.
0: Can a parent aid in the physical development?
1: Definitely. First thing parents have to recognize is that babies need lots of sleep and newborns typically will sleep about 16 hours a day at first. And sometimes they do mix up day and night and that's very difficult for new parents and they don't know the difference. And that sometimes takes a while to straighten out. But sufficient sleep allows critical time that a baby needs for brain development. mm mm-hmm. So during the second half of the first year, from six to 12 months, babies need at least two naps a day. And it's important to stimulate your baby, but it's also just as important to recognize when baby has had enough and needs to disengage from the parent or caregiver and rest. So it's that balance that parents have to do of providing time for the baby to explore the home environment. Having a mobile over the crib provides interesting things for baby to look at until that baby can grab it and pull it down, and then it becomes a danger. So the mobile comes down and is removed, but it also helps to improve their eyes tracking ability to follow objects. So when baby has tummy time, it's good to put a blanket on the floor and put small objects out of reach. And this helps with physical development, because the bright colors of an object might attract the baby's interest, and you can encourage your baby to reach for the objects, just having them a little bit out of reach, and that helps the muscles to develop. Parent can hold a toy and move it, watching it to see if the baby's eyes follow your actions. And most importantly, speaking to your baby might encourage them to raise their head and chest off the floor to look at you so that... Mm -hmm again improves muscular development and all of this requires balance your parent needs to be patient it requires time and balance and again each child develops at their own individual rate on the other hand if parents use a swing or a walker a lot this impedes free movement of the baby Mm -hmm. because they are in something So try not to use those too much. Instead, allow them to use their own bodies to move and explore. So all the things that a parent almost naturally does as far as holding their baby, touching, playing, simple activities, these are fun for you both. And this fosters physical development during the first year.
0: Now, can the parents spur their baby's brain development?
1: Yes, because everything you're doing physically with the baby The touching, holding, comforting a baby, rocking Mm -hmm. a baby, singing and talking. This also aids in brain development. Mm -hmm. It's the best stimulation for that baby's growing brain, and it grows tremendously during the first year. So, being a responsive caregiver promotes the ideal environment for encouraging exploration and this close relationship between parent and child, a positive relationship, a nurturing relationship an affectionate relationship creates a sense of security and trust that a baby must feel in order to be able to learn. When a baby cannot count on a parent providing nutrition and providing affection and providing stimulation, they're not able to learn because those vital needs are not being met. So that parent or other caregiver is so important for babies' development physically as well as mentally so what can a parent do just speak with your baby listen talking and listening to your baby builds their brain encouraging your baby to explore and move through the environment connects those connections in the brain the neural connections and it isn't that you have to do anything out of the ordinary everyday activities that you do are teachable moments So a parent reading to a baby, singing to a baby promotes this bonding, and it builds their language skills. Use eye contact a lot and smile a lot. And one day you will be rewarded by a big smile. And it's very thrilling for parents (laughs) because we all look for that reciprocity. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it with your child, the more that they will start to reciprocate. The baby responds to your cues. And you, in turn, respond to your baby. And I call that the dance between parent and child, you know, being in rhythm together. So when can you do this? You can narrate the day. While you're feeding a baby or bathing or even changing diapers, talking and singing to the baby, they begin to associate objects with the words that you use. And music engages all parts of the brain. And it stimulates it. So have fun holding a baby, putting music on and, and dancing with your baby. All of that increases learning and brain development.
0: Yeah, that's what we were doing. Just having fun with him and you know, singing and dancing and uh, his mom you know, sings all the time. And so that, that's really cool. Now I'm gonna get in a little deep question here. How is a baby's brain wired to learn?
1: That's a great question. I think with all of us, our brains are wired to learn through repetition. Start speaking to your baby. And as you say, singing to your baby and moving with the baby through birth. And this increases their vocabulary. Playing with your baby helps wire these connections. Playing pat-a-cake and peek a at about six to nine months of age is fun and joyful. And that stimulates the brain so that what we do as adults to make life interesting is what a baby needs the stimulation the back and forth between parent and child stimulates the brain when a baby makes sounds when they first start cooing or babbling imitate their sounds and that encourages the exchange of more sounds and that's the primitive form of conversation and it's very encouraging to the baby So all of these activities that you do stimulates the brain, creates new neural pathways, and increases learning.
0: And can toys help a baby to learn?
1: Very much so. Baby's brain develops through hands-on activities. So giving them simple toys is very important. And I'm not talking about you know toys with batteries and that they listen to it and they're just watching it but things that they can do something with that they could shake that they can make noise they learn cause and effect from the movement and the noise it creates and they realize that they are acting on the world rather than just passively looking at something so as the baby grows during this first year give them teethers to chew on colorful cloth books to look at with you, toys that they can grasp, they can stack blocks, toys that can be squeezed. The important thing is that baby learns from using all five senses while discovering things. And that's the best way to learn by using all those senses. So allow time for play, but also balance that with rest because sometimes too much stimulation causes a baby to become upset. And that's the balance you have to find as far as time for play and stimulation and then calming down time for rest and sleep. Mm -hmm. And always remember, you are your baby's favorite toy.
0: That's right. (laughs) I want to play with you. (laughs) There you go. Now, can you describe the social and emotional development during the first year
1: This this is another most important aspect of growth since it's during this first year where foundation forms for babies to be able to develop relationships with others. If a baby has successful relationships with others, and usually it's within the family at first, this leads to feelings of self-worth, self-confidence, and self-regulation as your child grows. All of these are so important for all of us for success in life. So the types of relationships that a baby has forms the basis for how they react socially and emotionally as they grow up.
0: So how can a parent aid in this development?
1: The most important thing you do at first is creating a very safe and a secure and a predictable home environment. A routine is very important. A baby knows what to expect when and and feels reassured that these things will occur. So by responding warmly and quickly to your baby's cues for both support and attention, you're establishing a very secure attachment. And this positive response allows your baby to become comfortable, not only with you, but with others eventually. And it allows them to look into the environment. They have that trust and they want to explore. Touch is very essential. And they found that babies cry less when they are held and carried because they feel safe and they feel secure and loved. And research has shown that deprivation of touch can actually decrease both physical development, growth of the body, and the brain. That's how important it is to feel that sense of trust that you're being loved and taken care of. Mm-hmm. So basically, babies who feel that love and they feel valued develop into adults who care about others. It all begins during that first year. Responding appropriately to your baby's needs by Again, holding, cuddling, singing, or playing establishes this trust between parent and child. And remember that your tone of voice is also important, as are smiles and laughter, because you're the role model. Your baby is looking at you and following your lead. Being affectionate and also having a lot of patience, because there are many babies who are colicky during those first few months, and that can be very trying for a parent But having patience helps to support your baby's developing skills and everything that they're going to discover in the world.
0: You can really see that all of these areas of development are connected. It's wild.
1: They are. And physically, intellectually, socially, emotionally, they are all related and connected. So as a parent, you are at the center of your baby's world. You are your baby's first and most important teacher. Every caring thing you do activates your baby's development in so many amazing ways. So enjoy this, take it on, not just as a responsibility, but as a pleasure, because this is a very, very exciting time in your family's life. Good luck to you all.
0: Well, thank you, Maxine. Really, really good advice for a new family to get an understanding during this amazing time of a baby's new life. We really appreciate it, thanks so much.
1: You're very welcome, my pleasure, Rory.
0: All right, we'll see you again.
1: Thank you.
0: Well, that's our podcast on your baby's first year, tips for parents. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear your comments about today's topic. You can email Maxine at mc333 at cornell.edu. And for more information on this topic, please check out our blogs at blogs.cornell.edu forward slash community education. You can also visit us on our website at ccesuffolk.org. Look for community education and family health and wellness. We're also very active on Facebook and Instagram as well. Look for us at CCE Suffolk County Community Education and Nutrition. You all take care.